Hi, I'm Rajorshi Dash and you're listening to Queerness and Storytelling in India. Hi everyone. Today I'm going to talk to a former student, Tanu Dabral, who did her bachelor's in political science and is pursuing her masters in social work both from University of Delhi. Because she was born and brought up in Delhi, Tanu started taking a deep interest in places and became a heritage walk leader. When not hustling, Tanu is usually found exploring the streets of Delhi. Thank you so much, Tanu, for agreeing to this um, dialogue and interview, of course. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. I was sort of keen to understand your uh, interest and investment in campus gender politics because you are an active uh, member of the gender cell at Delhi uh, University Social Work Campus. And from what I remember, it's also focused around queer uh, issues, although I'm I'm uh, skeptical when I say queer issues because, you know, uh, all issues can be queer or at least certain issues can definitely be queer. So what? how do you see this gender cell developing? Uh, do you see it as a queer collective or would, it, would you rather just stick to the term, uh, you know, women's development cell or gender uh, develop gender cell? How would you describe it? Yeah. So the thing is that uh, ours was the first batch who actually started with this idea of a, a queer collective. Mm-hmm. And when we started, we had to sort of go through the procedure and everything. We had to write a proposal and then get it approved by the uh, department. So when we started, we were very adamant that the word queer should be there because uh, in a space like Department of Social Work, even by the second semester, we had realized that it is essentially going to be in the conventional binaries. And mm-hmm. it is going to be difficult for us to actually move beyond those. So we needed to keep pushing those boundaries. So we were very, uh, like, we were very focused. This name should be queer collective like bagicha should be queer collective mm-hmm. and uh, though like in between and in a lot of discussions this did happen that it sort of turned into a women's development cell from the department side because they were processing it like that and they they the understanding that they have regarding gender and sexuality is very restrictive so what was happening was they ended up uh, giving us suggestions which are again going into the binary. So uh, I think in a space like Department of Social Work, this was very important. A, to be introduced and B, to actually flourish and continue. Now I recently uh, like completed my postgrad from Department of Social Work, but I am hoping and I am very um, positive about it that it is going to continue and it is going to be consistent in that manner. So in general, the trend that I've seen is that uh, in all the gender cells of DU per se, they often go into the binaries and not beyond it. And that's what we found very restricting in a way. So that's why we thought that the word queer should be uh, highlighted 
in the entire collective yeah mm-hmm. so when when you say the word queer is important um is it something that is coming from your academic interests or is it something which is beyond academia i mean the understanding of the word queer like where is it coming from i think it's coming from personal as well as academic experiences because whenever we are going into the binaries because 90% of the times when we are conversing around or when we are having any kind of interactions it's always it is always in the binaries and to say uh, to say that again like to talk about binaries it it kinds of distracts the entire issue of gender again like because first we develop an enhanced understanding and then we go again like even in academia there's this uh, thing that i have seen that we keep on going back to the binaries so mm-hmm. i just feel that it is kind of it's kind of very conventional and it is kind of very uh, in its in its within its boundaries so i think when we use the term queer it's a an umbrella term and b it kind of pushes the boundary of our understanding so that's how i feel about it yeah mm-hmm. and what do you think is the focus of bagicha like i'm also interested to know why bagicha as a name which what implies i think a garden if i'm not mistaken in hindi yes uh so the name was suggested by one of the members and the idea was that bagicha is a place uh where everything can grow and flourish like it, it's mm-hmm. a garden it has weed it has flowers it has plants it has everything so the idea came like that that everybody should be able to peacefully coexist just like in a garden so the the idea for bagicha i mean the name specifically came from this uh, kind of explanation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. do you also uh, coordinate not coordinate like kind of team up or talk to other queer collectives and gender cells across the university so when we were in bachelors i think we were doing that but when particularly in department of social work mm-hmm. we were so engrossed in the internal um i don't know if to use the word politics or uh, something else but we were so uh, focused on this like getting bagicha established and sort of have that continuum within dsw that we were not able to interact with the other departments or with the other collectives of mm-hmm. dm Mm-hmm. so like our two years went struggling for bagicha to have a space mm-hmm. and yeah. what next what are you planning to do uh, now that it's there bagicha is there i think we have paved the way for the coming batches and they have a sort of system in place and what they are trying to do is like the kind of activities they are doing is that they are conducting movie screenings they are conducting other kind of activities which are kind of uniting people more so our work went mostly into uh, organizing events and giving it a structure now that it's there 
they are trying to bring up more events and more activities to the cell so uh, i think this is going to continue and this is going to be consistent even if it's like even if it's not very um, even if it's not very firm it is going to be there it is going to be as per the students demands or whatever the structure has been given maybe it, it, it will not take place every um, week as we decided but mm-hmm. it will take place monthly so mm-hmm. that course they'll decide but then the structure that we've given to them i think they are going to carry it forward so that's what we are expecting out of them also yeah i mean a weekly i don't know if it's uh you know possible because everybody yeah. works so hard for their you know i mean you have exams you have your usual classes so month i guess on a monthly level it's more doable although i can yeah. say even then it's it can be tough at times so. yeah. is this also a space where you find emotional support do you think campus like queer spaces can do that definitely queer spaces can do that but if i talk specifically about this collective i think the aim one of the aims or objectives was to do this was to provide a safe emotional space but we have not been able to achieve that yet because the again like because the kind of conventional approach that dsw has it needs to move beyond what they are already uh, thinking or what they are what kind of thoughts they already have so for that it be, this becomes one of the most uh, like one of the most like one of the biggest challenges in those terms because we are trying to create a space even like within the proposal we wrote about yana which was you are not a lone circle the uh, main objective was to provide this emotional space but we were not able to continue it because the uh, academic structure is at, as such and the sensitivity of the department towards such issues is as such ki we were not able to do it properly so uh, i think and i really hope that in the coming years we are able to achieve this aim but in terms of dsw i think uh, it it still poses a challenge so mm-hmm. yeah how would you say it's different from um, your previous institution uh, and i haven't been in delhi for quite some time now so what has changed like if i'm not mistaken um, you were a first year student in 2017 in yeah. ip yes. so yes. you saw the reading down of section 377 you saw the protests against the various versions of the transgender persons bill um, yeah. and now when you move to dsw and try to have this collective what has changed in terms of the kind of support that you are getting or resistance that you're facing given that there's so much going on particularly in delhi especially you know the delhi program in 2020 the ca protest so i'm just trying to understand what is the general response to such collectives uh so in the previous institution that i was in it was much more uh, vocal about issues i would say and you would fa- find a space to argue and you would also find a space to counter argue so like 
but here when i came in dsw i was very surprised because the courses are such that it makes you expect progressive ideas but what i found was that even the most like as you were mentioning the ca protest the delhi pogrom all of these i found that it was much less in comparison to the uh, previous institution it can also be because it's a department and not a college right but uh, this could be one of the reasons but the other could also be that it does kind of have a uh, if, if i can say this a right uh, uh, leaning ideology mm-hmm. abhi at this point in a way so uh, this is also why there were not as many protests or as many uh, instances of dissent as there were in my previous institution mm-hmm. even like we were really struggling bagicha was really struggling to exist and then to stand up for issues that it really believed in for instance even the hijab ban there were a lot of uh, contestations within the collective also so the structure became as such that it became very difficult to even dissent in a uh, like in, in a way that we earlier used to in our previous institutions mm-hmm. yeah yeah and also dsw is more kind of like the location itself and the building yeah. where it's located it's kind of at the center of all these um, uh, right wing uh, groups so yeah there is certainly slightly more risk when it comes to uh, and when i say risk i mean risk from other that's coming from other student organizations not necessarily only from you know the administration um and although i'm sure there were instances in your previous institutions when you may have felt some resistance but i'm what from what you are saying it seems that at least the students were open to um more robust discussions and there was a possibility of of dialogue um yeah uh that's that's actually good to know because um i was also wondering that when you move from what happens when you move from like a college which is a women's college right to a place yeah. which is more like coed but also more Uh, i don't know which is the right word like more there are unions because ip did not have student unions and yeah. that i don't that know if it's a positive thing or a negative thing but that certainly affects the ways in which some student bodies can function um although it's interesting that you say that bagicha uh, being a queer kind of collective uh, was struggling because i'm thinking how many right wing gay people you know have kind of have tried to co-opt the queer lot of queer spaces uh but it seems that at the university level the term queer or at least queer is still understood to be something which is not aligned to right or cannot be cannot be um you know uh, appropriated by the right so uh yeah it's just an observation yeah i mean uh, in terms of um, in terms of coming from the previous institution i feel like from a, a switch from a women's college to this kind of more um, diverse 
structure i may say if i may say so uh i feel i strongly feel and i've been uh, putting my thoughts in front of everybody be it the students of bsw or be it the administration or be it the faculty that this space that that women's college provided was much more enhanced in terms of their ideas of gender in terms of their ideas of sexuality descent all of this they were much more enhanced as compared to where i am right now mm-hmm. technically if i should see if i see this should be a more diverse space in all these terms but it's not i mean it's almost surprising because because the courses are such which requires you to be progressive and second the uh, switch that is there is from bachelor's to masters so if i am uh, proceeding forward in terms of my degree i also expect that there be more accommodation for different kind of ideas for dissent there would be space for it but i found that these were decreasing in nature rather than increasing and i think as far as i have talked to people around me who are who were from ip they all feel the same more or less that you know there is a decreasing sense of um, solidarity in terms of dissent also and in terms of issues that uh, that we align with so i have felt that uh, the spaces that used to exist in ip are diminishing it it sort of seems like we were in a bubble in ip and then we finally entered the world like you know we were babies back then and then we are entering this world so yeah mm-hmm. i mean bubble is an interesting word um although i do know a lot of my former students faced a lot of resistance in the institution the previous institutions that you were part of so i don't know if it was a bubble but i guess it was relatively better in some ways um yes at least when it came to issues of gender and queerness and, and or gender diversity for that matter yeah how how would you say your interest in campus politics connects with the or does not maybe connect with your interest in places and since you are a heritage walk leader is there a connection between how you explore places and how you are kind of doing this kind of activist work in campus uh yeah so i think that i if i am talking about the hardcore party politics that takes place in the campus and uh, the kind of uh, ways that the uh, you know campaign uh, it's it's something that i completely do not align with and uh, even bag as bagicha why we named a collective was also because there are certain issues that come up there are certain posters that come up and there are certain protests that take place within the campus and even outside of it so we wanted not to align with any other organization and to be our sort of stand our own ground so that we could stand there in solidarity as the gender or as the queer collective of dss dssw rather than aligning with any party mm-hmm. be it, be it sfi be it kys be it isa because we saw that we had raised certain issues 
we had raised issues of uh, fee you know where uh, we were charged extraordinarily high because there was no provision of going for offline classes but we were still paying for the infrastructure and everything so mm-hmm. we calculated out of the 14000 that we were going to pay or that we were rather paying for a year 11000 was something that we were not supposed to pay and in top on top of that we were also paying the examination fee for all the semesters examination fees are only charged when the invigilators are like they are from outside in a way so right. that's what we were being told and but this was within the department this was assignment based this was open book the teachers from within the department were checking those scripts so one semester went assignment based we didn't even know, understand why we were supposed to pay 800 rupees for something that we shouldn't have been paying so if we calculate in total we raised this issue and we got all the organizations all all the political student wings of the parties that were there to talk and they were not able to sort of take it forward they were like we already have an issue going on and align with this or something but the the functioning was very sort of uh, in a way vague for us because we were coming up to them to raise an issue which they were not able to do so it was then that we decided that we are not going to align with any of them because it just it just not getting along so and and they were not really uh, helpful in order to you know raise these issues that concerned us so yeah and uh, about heritage walks um i feel like when i started i was in i was studying political science so i had an outlook that was a little bit that focused more on looking at places from a political perspective like i know i mean i know uh, that personal is political but in a way the kind of understanding a layman has about politics so back then i was doing it through that lens but when i entered social work i kind of included other ideas as well so it didn't uh, like going to places wasn't uh, aligned with anything like this but uh, once i entered those spaces and i started building up narratives or started taking people for walks that's when i actually communicated the other sides as well which i found were uh, like because history was seen in isolation as mm-hmm. far as i have seen the walks so i tried to bring a contemporary perspective to my works and yeah so i think that that's the question you asked yeah and um, i i like how you explain um, the interactions with other political student bodies uh, which is really helpful uh, because this is uh, usually a problem for any groups but especially groups which don't want to align with you know political parties or uh, student groups affiliated to political parties um but i'm curious to know more about the process of walking um given yeah. the fact that delhi is such an old city with so many layers of histories um you know if you even when one thinks of certain historical sites 
they have specific histories of development of uh, being uh, looted or etc cetera, etc cetera. and i'm wondering when you say contemporary like you give them a contemporary touch uh can you explain that a little more is that a touch also which is inflected with queerness yeah definitely because uh see so when i see or i look at the monument see in in the uh, monuments of delhi you will find this very particular thing called jharukhas right so when you look at them they are simply like for me how i look at it is that the people who were otherwise not uh, able to access the mainstream events or the mainstream hap- happenings were given this like this was this acted as a veil or a gateway to them to be able to be a part of it so they were not given the direct access to those events but they were given a gateway to that access but from a distance only so these this is one of the narratives that i actually use in my works the other being that because my area is specifically chandni chowk Mm-hmm. and old delhi ka jo area that's the specific area that i choose or that i am kind of very well acquainted with so i feel that uh, in those areas also when i take them to havelis and everything there's a very particular haveli uh, there which has been renovated mm-hmm. now the thing with renovation is that when you give it in the hands of public oh sorry private stakeholders there agenda would be to earn maximum profit so i'm talking about the dharampura haveli mm-hmm. uh, i'm forgetting the name of the local mp or mla uh, who renovated it and uh, his surname is goel i think and he renovated that haveli now the haveli people they are i mean it's called uh, dharampura haveli and they're charging 700 rupees just to enter the haveli and just to look at it no nothing no hiety nothing just to look at it just to roam around which is not accessible to the general public which also means that you are depriving people of their history of mm-hmm. their access to history and history cannot stand in isolation from its people like it is in alignment with them and we are depriving them of that history so i think all of these aspects that take place also remind you of the class hierarchy caste hierarchy that are there see even in nowghara lane which is one of the places in chani chowk you see that it, it's a beautiful lane it's a beautiful lane but you also see that there was like the, the division that took place within chani chowk based on the occupations or based on the class of the people it was very uneven and even still you can see the kind of activities or the kind of facilities that are there like access to education health the congestion that is there it's different in different areas the dialects are different in different areas you move 50 meters towards jama masjid from chavri bazar your dialect changes the access mm. to resources changes so these are the contemporary like they started back in the 1918th century but they have been continued ever since sorry 17th century they have been continued ever since in a very in, in a more implicit form i would say 
but so, so this is the perspective i try to bring in to the works yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's such a fascinating description i wish i had attended um your works um because i don't think i attended any or for that matter any heritage walk except one maybe which i attended which was around civil lines uh, yeah. but chandni chowk and chauri bazaar are completely different walks like different areas in terms of the kind of places that they um have sort of showed to showcase and the histories that they store in themselves so what's next for you as a student as um someone who took social work because i remember we had a discussion over it a couple of years back and social work was something that i think you were interested in because you were also interested in certain kinds of social services if i'm not mistaken so yeah. what are you doing next okay so uh, i mean uh, after doing social work actually i feel that i don't ethically re- relate to the subject mm. for many reasons uh, one of them being that it's in india social work like people even if i tell people that oh i'm doing masters in social work so they wouldn't know what it means they wouldn't know what the structure looks looks like because it's not a well established course like international relations or like economics or like any other mainstream courses so it still has a lot of scope to develop but i think the people who are engaged in social work at this point are usually also the ones who are conventional in their approach it needs a sort of uh, you know like a different they need to uh, turn it upside down mm-hmm. the curriculum and everything but i don't think i'm ready for that change within social work i don't i don't think i want to be a part of this particular change because there is a lot of scope here but i also feel that for that i need to i would need to either work on that change within social work or i would need to work on the change that are so like that are concerning the social issues i would choose the latter one Mm-hmm. i i i don't want to get into the uh, you know like the technical part or or the part where there is a rebound that social work curriculum as such needs because my energy then would go either on that i would have to pick and choose so i would choose to rather work on social issues than to uh, change the structure of social work that is currently existing so that's that's why i feel that i am going to distance myself from this course not definitely not from the ideals and principles it believes in definitely not from them but i uh, am planning to switch my subject from here and uh, yeah i mean i think social work in india has a lot of scope to grow so for people who are really uh, you know like determined about this idea that they need to make a change through social work i think that that will work for those people so mm-hmm. yeah that's that is what is for me and in terms of bagicha i just really hope that it uh, is able to be in the coming years uh, a cell which actually is catering to the emotional support that we intended it to do mm-hmm. and that is even mentioned in our proposal like i really wish that 
it flourishes like that and we are able to create a safe space which it wasn't up until now we were trying we did manage it very well it did happen that people were like people were coming up with all kinds of stories all kinds of stories but we really want that it's ensured that these people find it safe to share their stories mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's what i yeah and i hope that something is also going to be up as on the heritage walk front uh, but yeah i'm excited to see if there what else comes up in your trajectory as a heritage walk leader because there is such a, such a i don't know how to describe it like it's the kind of richness of its history yeah and the different kinds of rulers peoples who have stayed here and each house has an history his each neighborhood definitely has a history not when i say history i don't mean necessarily everything that is pre independence but also post independence history especially where we are i mean where we bear rather uh, not campus you know the history is more recent but it's kind of a very and so in some cases it's a violent history too so i yeah. am really looking forward to your walks and hopefully i'll be able to attend them soon <laughs> uh, in delhi yeah. or if you you know if you uh, go to some other cities maybe i'll join there as well so thank you so much tanu for doing this do, do you have any last thoughts uh yeah i think i just like to say one last thing about heritage walks mm-hmm. uh which i was like i forgot to include it in when i was telling about it i think what is also problematic is the fact that the organizations that are actually leading heritage walks are very capitalist in nature so it's not really on the face of it it is to preserve the culture and heritage but if you go and see it's actually there it's a money making business mm-hmm. it has become a money making business unlike some of them which are still doing the hardcore uh, heritage walk thing for uh, the preservation of culture and heritage of delhi but um, even the organization that i was am aligned with has sort of and i have been trying to find a way to actually come up with a way to descend but i've not been able to because the reach is such that you like you just cannot manage to uh take a you know put a fight with them mm-hmm. and it's been 3 years and it's been a lot of you know like there there have been a lot of problem problematic things happening around be it related to class caste religion everything like it's been happening all's been happening there and yeah so i think for in in general the heritage walk um uh area is also something which needs to bring back the focus to people and accessibility to them because the charges are very high if you're charging 3 hours ka 1500 rupees from one person wow. it means that it is you're already you're already filtering out the people who will not be able mm-hmm. to afford it right it should be accessible to all like that is the thing so even at the heritage walk leaders level and at the people's level you will see a certain class of people coming it's not all who are coming in for the walks it's not diversified it's only a class of people mm-hmm. 
so yeah i think that's the last thing i would want to say and thank you so much for having me here no thank you for taking our time and that's a good note actually that you uh, reminded us of that heritage box can be very exclusive and although i have also seen some of my friends do them and i i don't know if they just cater to a certain market maybe i should ask them that uh because in some cases it's i see more foreigners and in some cases mm-hmm. i see people who are dressed in a certain way so the class is pretty obvious yeah uh, so yeah so thank you so much and i hope we can meet soon in delhi or if not in delhi somewhere else definitely thank you